Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. It's our semi-annual book recommendation program where you get a chance to uh, make your uh, reading pleasures known and share them with listeners. All we ask is that the books be encouraging and edifying. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be explicitly Catholic books, but they have to be books that build us up in virtue um, accurately convey knowledge about the world, and of course, uh, books that enhance and deepen your relationship with Christ. The number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll take your calls. I promise we'd go to Nebraska first, where Mark has been patiently waiting, listening on eighty eight point three. You're up, Mark. Howdy. Hey, uh, I've got two books. Uh, one is Where We Got the Bible by Reverend Henry Graham. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know it well. And, uh, yeah, and uh, that was just uh, very, I don't know, just laid it out very clear and and was uh, really informative and I uh, found that fascinating. And also, of course, uh, Scott Hahn's Rome Sweet Home. Yeah, that's right. Um, Great story. And that was... That was uh, uh, pretty much responsible for helping my wife convert uh, to Catholicism, so I owe that nice. book a lot of gratitude. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Mark. Thanks. And uh, again, the books are Where We Got the Bible by um, Reverend Hen- Henry uh, Graham, and then uh, Scott and Kimberly's book, Rome Sweet Home. Thanks so much, Mark. Thank you. And we've got Millie listening in Brook Park, uh, Ohio, on 1260 The Rock. Millie, good to have you here. Hello, hello. Hi. 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 Um, my book is, or my book, is um, uh, Priest and Beggar. Now, you have to help me out with this. This is about uh, yep. uh, uh, Monsignor, he got to be Monsignor Aloysius Schwartz. Right, yeah. So you know, so I, I, don't, I can't find my writings. I got a book, but I can't. I'm just looking at the... Uh, prayer I say every day for his beatification. Yep. Okay. This is this a uh, this is a great book. Uh it just came out last year. So it's uh again yeah. it's a look at venerable Aloysius Schwartz. Um outstanding book. It's outstanding man. Yes. Yeah. The third of nine children. He didn't he, uh, like your next door neighbor guy, you know, like yeah. you would say about Jesus. What is he? He just can't, you know, who yeah. is he? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Know, like a neighbor. But, <laughs> yeah, but, he, the, but the thing is, when he went uh, went to Korea, he wanted to serve as a missionary to the poor. He wanted to live with them, dress like them, eat like they do, and he didn't know their language. <laughs> It's, you know, and yeah. what he saw there and what he did there and helped the children, the children and the poor and the young. And. Well, I don't know what happened there, Millie. Sorry we lost you. But uh, let me let me mention again the book, which is actually on Brian Shanley, uh, producer here, Chris, in the afternoon. Brian has this book on his uh, year end list as well. It's Priest and Beggar. The Heroic Life of Venerable Aloysius Schwartz. It's by Kevin Wells, and uh, it's it's one of those books that really has popped. A lot of people have been deeply moved by it. Our number is one eight seven seven 
573-7825. We'll go to Jane listening in Medford, Indiana on the Ave Maria radio app. Hi, Jane. Hi. Hi, Al. I just love this program. I can't do this. <laughs> I do, too. I love it. <laughs> um, my recommendation is a, a book that was given to me last Christmas. Um, it was published in France in 2018 and translated and published here in America, Ignatius Press, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, it, last year, 2021. It's a, a biography of St. Therese of Lisieux. Um It's a really large biography. It's really in-depth, annotated like crazy. It's just got all kinds. It's beautifully uh, made. You know, it's hardcover, and it's about 8 by 11. It's published by Ignatius. Um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. How did it's I really miss beautiful. this? It's really beautiful. It's got letters of her writings, photographs. It goes back um, to before her parents were born. I think it would make a nice gift for somebody. I bet it would. Because it sure did for me. I'm kind of a new Catholic, so you're learning about not only the Martin family, you know, all her sisters and so forth, and uh, the the culture where she was raised. You know, it's just a beautiful, beautiful book. I I just read it and read it and read it, and (laughs) uh, it took forever to get through it. There's so much in it. It would be a beautiful gift for somebody like an RCIA who maybe chooses Therese as their patron saint or something. I I just think many people would enjoy it. It's really beautiful. St. Therese of Lisieux, Living on Love, right? Right, right. And, um, Uh yeah, this is a very serious uh, biography uh, Mm -hmm. from Ignatius Press. And, again, I'm just surprised that it hadn't hadn't crossed my desk. Uh, I'll have to get a hold of it. I'm always looking for good biographies of saints, you know? Me, too, or biographies in general. I love biographies. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, great, You're uh, great recommendation. And also, uh, that might actually be what I read um, in between Christmas and New Year's this year. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Merry Christmas, by the way. And to you too, Jane. Thanks. Bye. Dawn in Windsor, Ontario, listening on Ave Radio. You're up, Dawn. Yes. Hi. Hi, hi Al. What can hi. we talk about? Um, hi, uh, I'm calling about, I just want to second, a, uh, somebody called about, uh, Dominion by Father Chad Ripperger. Yes. Uh-huh. Earlier. And I want to second that because I just finished it on Sunday. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, right. a fan, it's a fantastic work. Uh, it, I learned hundreds, hundreds of things I, <laughs> I didn't know. And he's such a well-ordered, it's so, it's such a well-ordered book, the way he builds it yeah. up. Uh, he's a very good presenter. About, right. Yeah, yeah, about the uh, the kind of spiritual warfare and the things. I, I was wondering, like, how it plays out on our psychology and how uh, what kind of influence it has, and it really answered every, just about every question. So I wanted to second that notion from earlier, uh, Dominion by Father Chad Repiger. Okay. And I just wanted to mention a book that uh, I wrote, actually, uh, uh, for teenagers. So if anybody's out there for yeah. teenagers, for St. Chadwiga of Anjou, um, it's published by Christian Faith Publishing, but it's a it's a story of um, I tried to have it have a little bit of secular appeal as well, so somebody could sure. pick it up. Uh, but it's uh, it's for teens more, I suppose, between the age of I think twelve and nineteen on the life of Saint Jerica of Anjou in the thirteen hundreds. She became the king of Poland at twelve years old, <laughs> so it's a beautiful story there. Yeah, um, and there's a war theme a little bit, which when I I, I thought when on earth is there gonna we gonna need a war theme, but then the war started. <laughs> yeah, so it has a bit of a war theme in it as well, war peace theme. 
And it's a, I think it'll be a good book for teenagers. So, so tell me again the, the exact name of it. Oh, Jedwiga's Ring. Jedwiga's Ring. Okay. Yeah, uh, based on the life of Saint Jedwiga of Poland. That's right. Okay, good. Yeah. Th- this sounds like yeah. again uh, something that people uh, can really benefit from. I this is not a story that's well known. Yes, uh, she was made king at twelve years old, king of <laughs> Poland. So yeah. imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, incredible. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks so much. So that would be for teenagers more. That's a teenage book, and um, we will have that uh, on our list. And I do uh, really appreciate you calling this in. And also, uh, we'll get a take. We'll take a look at it here. Maybe we can do an interview on it. Oh, sure. Uh, he, I, I base a lot of my research on uh, Dr. Oscar Halecki's book, uh, and tried to put it in a way that teenagers could appreciate yeah. history and get into history a little bit. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Dawn. Good talking with you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Our number is 1-877-573-7825. Clara, Clara, excuse me, uh, in Indiana, listening on Redeemer Radio. You're up, Clara. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm calling to recommend View from a Monastery by Bennett Tedden, T-V-E-D-T-E-N. Huh. Tell me more. Um, it's an old book. It was writ- I think I picked it up in the early 2000s. Um, so he's a brother in the Blue Cloud Abbey in northeastern um, in, in South Dakota, and that abbey was built as an offshoot of Minrad in southern Indiana. And he, it's a simple reflection on what life is like in the abbey. Each chapter oh. has a different view. It's not always a holy reflection. It's simply a narrative of right. what. Um, you know what he's talking about. It's very interesting, very spiritual in some of the chapters. Very entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed reading that book. That's great. So, so if if you want to know what monks do, this is a book you read, right? And he <laughs> wrote another book that I haven't read, but it's called like "Be a Monk and Keep Your Day Job" or something like that. <laughs> That's I'll have so, to find uh, that. Yeah, it's just very basic and reflective. Um, you know, he says you don't have to be holy to come into an abbey, but you do need to learn to get along with people. And I think there's a fact for sure. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Well, thanks so much. Uh, wonderful recommendation, sure. Clara. Yeah. Okay. Uh, take we, care. Uh, take care. And let me remind you, again, the book is called The View from a Monastery. All right. And um, uh, this sounds like you all, people often are curious uh, and many of us, when we go to a monastery for the first time, um, you know, we go there for a retreat for three, four days. Uh, it's so it's so common when people do that. I have to say, I did the same thing, that when they come back from that first trip to the monastery, they often say to themselves, maybe I should have been a monk. <laughs> so... Uh, that's why this book, The View from a Monastery, would probably go a long way for giving people a realistic view of what it's like, not for three or four days in a monastery, but what it's like to actually live as a member of a community there. The number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. 573 7825 That's 1-877-573-7825. Let's, uh, let me get mine. Oh, let's go here. Heidi's been waiting quite a while there in Florida. Heidi, how are you? I'm excellent. I wanted to take a minute to say thank you for a wonderful um, broadcast. You are an excellent broadcaster. I always listen. I have two 
two books. Um, actually, I had one when I spoke with your, um, your screener. Okay. Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard. A classic, um, yeah. It's an allegory. It's wonderful. Yep, that's a great one. And uh, 1,000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. Yes, this is on, th- on gratitude and thanksgiving. Tell me about it. Well, Hind Feet on High Places is about is an allegory about a a, a a character called Much Afraid, and it's her spiritual journey from um, fear and um, just life's hurdles and hardness into journeying with the shepherd and um, reaching that high place where she's united with with Christ, and then returns to the hard life that she left to. Um, to encourage and move others along to that on that journey. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, it's it it you know this is one of those classic allegories. A lot of people have read Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Uh, Hind's Feet in High Places uh, is is different, but it's it's like Pilgrim's Progress. It's an allegory. So uh, yes. yeah, very popular. And then the other book was Anne Voskamp, One Thousand Gifts. Uh, this is another book that I've heard people rave about uh, in the past. So, thank you so much. Heinz Feet on High Places, and then 1,000 Gifts. Appreciate Heidi's call from Florida. We're going to continue with your calls. Just pick up the phone, call 1-877-573-7825. That's one 573 7825. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. It's our semi annual uh, book recommendation program where we kind of get together and talk about the books that mattered most to you. And we're going to just continue the conversation and we'll have a list composed by day's end. It'll be available to you. by going to AveMariaRadio.net and go to the Crest Guest Archives. And let's now go to Sioux City, Iowa. Howard, it's good to have you here. Thanks. Well, thank you, Al. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. Tell me your uh, book. I wanted to, well, the, the, the one that really spoke to me the most, uh, I found while I was in prison. Oh. And it was by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah. And uh, it was written, uh, the title of the book, Letters and Papers from Prison. And uh, if you're familiar with Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was one of these, like St. Maximilian Kolbe, who was uh, right. locked up in a Nazi prison camp. Yep. Uh, and he was able to, to, to write letters home, compose a few poems, and that was just very inspirational for me as part of my journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Along the same journey, I did find a biography of St. Maximilian Kolbe. Can't remember the title, uh, but it really spoke to me, and it really helped me. Uh, through that journey, uh, and then I got a copy of the uh, Catholic Bible and spent most of the two years uh, there just kind of digging yeah. into the Word. Wow. What, so, what, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, letters and Papers from Prison, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Again, it is, yes. it is a classic. Uh, this is yes. a very important work. Bonhoeffer was an important Lutheran theologian uh, in mid-20th century. He was killed uh just just before uh the war was over um, yes. it was very spiteful uh, hitler's uh personally uh, decreed 
that he be killed. Uh, tell me, how's your life different for having had to be confined like that? Well, as I said, I spent most of the time in the Word, uh, and then when I got back out into the world, the temptations came flying back at me. I bet. Um, yeah, and so I've, I've got that. I've got that great experience now to learn from to help others yeah. also. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And and it's opened my eyes a lot more to. Um, not only what's wrong with the incarceration system in America, but how we can make things more right. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that because I had a brother who's now deceased who uh, was spent, was in prison twice. And so I have some, you know, familiarity from the outside of a loved yeah. one who was incarcerated. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, it's it's something that... We need to take a careful look at. Uh, so, are you involved with any groups that are working on prison reform? I, I'm not yet, um, but you know, I, I I do follow what's recommended in the Word, and I keep in touch with men Good. that are still back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which I never would have thought to do before. Yeah. You know, uh, and and then men on the outside um, who uh, we may you know bump into one another at a particular place where gentlemen gather for coffee, if you know what I mean by sure. that. Um, and, and so that's always nice to fellowship. Um, as far as making any major reforms, I haven't quite found that spot yet, but I'm always looking for it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I just, I just keep in touch with the fellas and I pray for them. Um, and, and I do what I can with my feet on the ground to keep myself focused. Yeah. Knowing where I've been, and that's that's you, that's that's foundational. You've got to do that. Uh, it's the most important Amen thing. That. Hey, Howard, thank you. Sure. Great hearing from You're you. You're very welcome. And I uh, hope and we talk if again. Anybody can remind me if anybody can remind me the title uh, of of the Saint Maximilian Colby biography. I'll I'd be happy to look that up uh, when the list is compiled today. Thank All right. You. All right, Howard. Thanks. Uh, Howard welcome. recommends Dietrich Bonhoeffer's letters and papers from prison. Uh, the number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll go to Miami, Ohio, where Lou's been waiting. Good to have you, Lou. Hi, uh, Last Gift of the Magi by Lou Tartaglia. Oh, tell me about it. It's a uh, it's a fable about a um, a camel that's trying to discover its purpose in life, and he winds up on the caravan with the Magi. And um, <laughs> that's great. It uh, it covers. Spiritual mentoring, it covers the dark night of the soul, and it uh, covers how to discover your purpose in life. Yeah, that's great. Um, it's a lot more than just a Christmas tale, right? Right, it's a lot more. It, it, the, the interesting thing is, because it's about an animal, it bypasses your conscious resistance, right? and it makes it easier to, to, to accept the concepts that are in it. Yeah. Very good. The Last Gift of the Magi by Louis Tartaglia. Is that Tartaglia? Right. Tartaglia. Is that it? Tartaglia. Tartaglia. Okay, the G's not pronounced. All right, Lou, right. thanks. And You're welcome. We'll go now to Spirit Catholic Radio in Omaha, Nebraska, or at least that's where it originates. I don't know where Ashley's from in Nebraska, but it's good to have you, Ashley. Thanks. 
Hi, thank you. I hope you're having a fruitful and reflective advent. Yes, I am. I am. Um, so the book I was going to recommend is The Saints Who Saw Hell. Um, I actually could kind of co-recommend it with Saint, or not Saint yet, at least, Sister Teresa Althea Nobles, um, Memento Mori. She has a Lenten companion as well as an Advent companion and a daily Memento Mori, which I've been doing for about two years. Really? And um, For listeners who are unfamiliar with that, tell us, tell us what that is. Oh, it's fantastic. So I guess to sum it up quickly, it would be that if we live for our death, we will not only have a better life, but a better death. And that, you know, we really have to be reflective of that every day. And so the um, Sister Teresa Althea Noble book, The Lenten Companion, kind of follows, obviously, your Lenten journey. Right now in Advent, there are different themes. Um, each of the four weeks right now, the theme is hell. So it's mm. pretty fitting for the Saints Who Saw Hell book. But yeah. um, she leads you through the sort of Ignatian type of daily examine for Memento Mori. And um, just gives you a lot of prompts and has some, you know prayer and reflection it's i highly highly recommend it to people of all ages i actually purchased several and gave them as gifts the last few years um they're just a, a wonderful companion i have a my grandfather passed away about two years ago um on divine mercy sunday actually oh. and my aunt was really struggling with it his daughter and so i purchased um, a copy for her and i think that's really helped her work through her grief in a different way now let me um, make sure make sure i've got this straight this is by uh, Teresa Alatea Noble. It, yep. Memento Mori, that's M-E-M-E-N-T-O-M-O-R-I. Is this yeah. is the subtitle on that Prayers on the Last Things? Yes, yeah, so she has she has a couple. She has Prayers on the Last Things. She has a Lenten companion. She has one um, that's an Advent companion. And then she's also got a journal. Okay, okay. So if you go to, if you just Google her or use your favorite search engine, um, they sell them on Amazon. Um, you can buy a bundle. It has the whole shebang. You can get everything in a one-stop shop, or you can start with just one or two. Um, I know I am in Lincoln, Nebraska. Our Gloria Deo bookstore has them, so I think a lot of Catholic bookstores probably have them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. Good, good recommendation. I, I would say the... Yeah, the um, there's that line in Padre Pio's prayer after communion that says, "I fear the darkness or the dryness, the cross, the sorrows, the exile." And I feel like the saints who saw hell have really that book really helped me, I guess, to kind of reflect not only through the memento mori but also just that part of the prayer and really being able to sort of visualize through those writings. Um, what it means when we say that sin so fully separates you from God. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. So that, that's Paul Thigpen's book, isn't it? Saints Who Soil? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. Paul, Paul's an old friend and uh, was my first editor, by the way, from the first book oh, I wrote. Nice. He was the editor for it. I loved working with him, too, and uh, wish, wish we were lived closer together. So Saints Who Saw Hell by Paul Thigpen, and then M- Memento Mori, by yeah. uh, uh, Sister Teresa Noble. Okay. Very good, Ashley. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll go to Mobile, Alabama right now, and Steve's been listening there on WMOL. Steve, you're up. Hey, I'm sorry. It's WNGL in Mobile. Okay, that's my eyes. Okay. <laughs> yes, no, no problem at all. Um, so my book is uh, The Fulfillment of All Desire by Ralph Martin. Great book. Yeah. Great and, book. You know, it's interesting. I was listening to Scott Hahn interview 
Father Mike Schmitz, and the topic came up of what they were reading or what they suggest to read, and one of them brought that up, and they both commented how they had both read it two or three times. Yep. And so I thought, well, if those two have read it that many times, then it's worth me picking it up. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a fantastic book. Ralph uh, and I live in Ann Arbor together, uh, so he I see him often. We've talked about that book uh, on at least two occasions on the air. And uh, I, I, it was one of my books of the year uh, a few years oh, ago. Wow. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I put it right yeah, up there. The, the way that he, you, you think it'd be intimidating to, to, to try to live as one of the five great doctors yep. led their life, but the way that he puts it together and small, you know, makes it attainable and, and realistic, and it's just it's fantastic to read through. I don't know any book quite like it because you just pointed out what is really the hook. I think, for the book, and that is that, uh, you know, when we hear um, about, well, for instance, we talked to Father Donald Haggerty this week um, about St. John of the Cross in contemplation, and I mentioned during the interview that um, it's, you know, when people pick up Teresa of Avila or John of the Cross, they're often intimidated. They they don't quite know uh, if they can understand what they're saying. What Ralph does is he goes over um, the spiritual doctors of the church and gives you a very uh, accessible portrait of uh, how they see the spiritual life, the journey to God. And and so you'll be surprised that you'll begin to relate uh, to these uh, great teachers in ways that you hadn't yeah. before. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. To your point, I would never think of really just taking a dark night of the soul. <laughs> right. It'd be too intimidating. Yeah, the way that you know Martin does it in this book just makes it accessible. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Thanks so much, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Al. Great recommendation. Our number is one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. If uh, you had called in earlier and were unable to get through. Uh, we do have, looks like, a few open lines available right now. one 7825 We're going to come back, and we'll be talking to Chris and Nancy and Claire, so stay with us. Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. It's our semi-annual book recommendation day where we compile a list of the books that matter most to you, the books that you want to recommend, those that encourage, those that cultivate wisdom, those that uh, lead you deeper into a life of devotion to Jesus. So uh, uh, books that help, you might say, unveil the sacraments for us. We all want to enter more deeply uh, into penance, into Eucharist. So, Here's the number, one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. This list will be available at the end of the day at Ave Maria Radio dot net in the Crested Guest Archives. Uh I'll mention just one more book from my list. Uh I interviewed Mark Knoll recently, the historian, 
And his book, America's Book, The Rise and Decline of a Bible Civilization, 1794 to 1911. It's not a book you sit down and read all the way through, but it it has such insight into how Scripture has been used uh, throughout American history, um, right up into the 20th century. So let's go to your calls now. We'll go to Chris in uh, Carmel, Indiana, listening on the Ave Maria radio app. You're up, Chris. Hi, Al. Hi. Hi. Thank you for the list. I really enjoy hearing all the books that uh, are being talked about here, and it gives me some new ideas of future readings. Yeah. Uh, my go-tos, I've got two, actually. Sure, go ahead. changed my life. The first one is Dietrich Bonhoeffer's yep. the Way of Dis- or The Cost of Discipleship. Yep, yep, yep. And then the second one, the second one is Brennan Manning's Ruthless Trust. And I, I know him, just, but I don't know that book. Tell, tell me more about it. That particular book really, really taught me a lot about radical trust that kind of just brings, a, a transforms me, or transformed me into a, a better understanding of the grace and love of my Father. And, uh, you know, I, it's probably something that I, I've read and reread probably every other year, and it just, it just kind of centers me. Oh, okay. Um, so, so this is something you return uh, to. Oh, I, I can't help it. I mean, yeah. you know, it just kind of leaks after a while. And when you've been moved by a particular book, yeah. you want to go back to catch that again, you know, that, that fire. I, I probably have 40,000 books that are hard, you know, <laughs> that are, are um, you know, traditional books, okay? And I've got a, probably another 30,000 electronic and audible books. Uh, and... The truth is, I've poked my nose in a, a lot of them, but I keep coming back to about a dozen books over and yep. over again. Yep. And I always want to tell people that it's not the number of books you have, it's how well you use the few that you have. And so this is a good one. Thanks. Cost of Discipleship, yeah, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Ruthless Trust, Brennan Manning. Right? I got I to gotta also say, I have to tell you, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, what's even more impressive is he was in his 30s when he wrote these books. Yeah. And the wisdom and the understanding is just unfathomable to me. It makes you wonder what could have been had Hitler not given that final order. Because they were so close to being released, you know. All right. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, great recommendations again. We'll go all the way out to Washington State where Nancy's been waiting. Hi, Nancy. Yes? Yeah, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Oh, okay. Well, I have, probably have some books that you are familiar art, um, authors with, but there's okay. some really outstanding ones. One is Carlos, and his middle name or whatever is, is, is a hard name to say. It's C-U-A-U-H-T-E-M-O-C. And his last name is Sanchez. And... He wrote these two books, and they are really powerful, especially now what we're going through in our lives. And the first one is called The Last Opportunity, and it's a a book for marriages, um, you know, realizing what you've got to do or should do. And and then the other one is on uh, called A Desperate Cry, and it's on improvement for parents and children relationships. But both of them are very powerful, and you you cry through them. But they're both outstanding books. Very good. I'm, uh, I, I yeah. am unfamiliar with him. You're right. 
Yeah. Yeah, he is he's powerful. I mean, I've read these books when my kids were smaller and I will never I still have them because I can't give them away because they're so powerful that I want to save my books. Do do you know if they're <laughs> then, available in Spanish? Yes, I know for sure they're available okay. in Spanish. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. And the the company it's in Spanish is Ediciones Sex Selexias it's Diamante. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're both going to forget that. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's hard to say, but um, he has other, and he has also one. It's um, I didn't read it though. It's called Youth in Sexual Ecstasy. Okay. But I did not read that book. But the other two were outstanding. They're they're like books for helping people. It says books that transform your lives. Very good. Uh, Carlos Sanchez, yeah. uh, Desperate City, uh-huh. and The Last Opportunity. Right. Yes. All right. Thanks, and Nancy. Then, uh huh. And somebody you may know is Blessed Maria Castillo. Oh, I didn't know. You. Okay. Her? No, I don't know that. Tell me again. Oh, Blessed the life of Blessed. I mean, the life of Blessed Margaret Castillo. Margaret. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. And it's by Father that. William Bonnewell, and she goes. She has a very difficult life, to say the least, and uh, lives with a lot of deformities. And is a is a beautiful. She, I think they just made her into a saint not too long ago. This is a 13th or 14th century uh, figure uh-huh. who's uh, been held out to us as an exemplar of sanctity. Yeah, uh, the life of Blessed Margaret of Castillo. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, Father William Bonnywell. Okay, if I could just mention a couple, I'll go fast. Sure, go of ahead. Of course, uh, Jack's father, Philippe. Oh Jack, yeah, all of his books are out. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't lose with him, right? <laughs> no, not at all. And then uh, one that really made an impression on me recently was uh, Edward Shree and Curtis Martin, the real story. Uh, tell me more about that. I know both of them, and I love both those guys. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I know that particular book. So tell me, what okay, is it? It's called- it says, understanding the big picture of the Bible. And so it goes into a little more detail about what's going on. Yes. And I just couldn't put it down. It's outstanding. Yes, yeah, really yes. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, I just noticed the cover on it, and I was looking it up. The Real Story, Understanding the Big Picture of the Bible by Curtis Martin and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ed Sree. Again, I, I would I'd lay money that this is a spectacular book just because I know uh, both these guys. So thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, very good. Yes. All right. And, and bugging you, um, uh, the glories of Chestahovo in Jasmagora. That book is really good from Martin Press or Marion Press. All right. And it talks about Chestahova, the miracles of Mary there. Yeah, I've got to move on because we've got other people waiting. But I do greatly appreciate those recommendations, Nancy, and they'll be on the list. Okay, thanks. God bless you. Have a great Christmas. And you too. One eight seven seven. Oh my gosh, I I forgot for a minute that you know we we had other things to do here. One eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. That's one eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. We'll go to um, Traverse City, Michigan, where Claire's been listening on the Ave Maria Radio app. You're up, Claire. Oh, very good. Thank you. Um, a couple of books. One is Everybody Needs to Forgive Somebody by <laughs> Alan Hunt. Great title. Yeah. Yes. 
it's 12 stories of real people who discovered the life-changing power of grace. And I actually worked in acute care psychiatric unit. Yes. And I found that a lot of patients, um, one of their uh, underlying or root cause of their issues was either the uh, difficulty in forgiving somebody or difficulty in forgiving themselves. Yeah. Um, so this can be a really great impetus. Um, the other one is um, Victor Frankl's Man's Search of Meaning. Uh, um, this making... is one of the most important books of my life. Okay, yeah. yeah it yeah. is his his memoir of his experience right. in concentration camp. Yes. He, but on to be yeah. a internationally renowned um, psychologist or psychiatrist, yeah. I'm not sure which, and started a yeah. school of therapy called Logotherapy, L-O-G-O therapy. Yeah. Uh, I love that book. I've read it probably a dozen times. Yeah. Yes. And then one last one is Primal Loss, about uh, divorce, children of divorce and the impact, because a lot of them tend to bury those feelings of uh, loss, abandonment, rejection, or whatever, and then they manifest themselves in all kinds of unfortunate ways. Is that, um, is that Lila but, Miller? I'm sorry, I can't even is, remember. Is that Lila Miller's author. book? Okay. I think it might be, because yeah. that rings a bell. Yes. Primal it's loss, dealing powerful. with adult children of divorce. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. And then lastly, the person who called in who had been incarcerated and was um, yeah. You know, I'd really would encourage them to get involved in criminal justice reform because yeah. there's so many people who are incarcerated who are not violent toward anybody. Right. They're just, they, they, but, and I don't know what state they were calling from, but in Michigan, they have safe and just Michigan, what I, I have found to be a, a good um, uh, reform, you know. Say that again. So in Michigan? Safe, yes, safe and just Michigan. Okay, faith and just. Yeah. We're going to put that on the list, Brian, and let's look into them. Maybe it's somebody yeah. we can partner with in the future, because uh, yeah. it's an area it's an area of interest uh, for me as well. So everybody needs to forgive somebody. Okay, that's yes. one. Man's search for meaning. Yes. Primal loss. And was yeah. there a fourth one? No, okay. but I have a Those million. <laughs> well, hold on to yeah. it. We'll talk again in the right. summer, okay? Yes. God bless you. Thank you so much for all you do. All right, Claire. Thank you. Uh, we'll go to Houston, Texas. Uh, Carol there. And nice to have you with me, Carol. Thanks. Hi, Alan. Thank you so much. You have so much wisdom. Oh, I enjoy your shows all the time. Well, you're so kind. So Thanks. A very yeah. interesting book. It's very small, and it's senior citizens out there will really enjoy it. It's called Two Old Women by Velma Wallace. And it's about, it's an Alaskan legend, but it's about betrayal. They get left by their tribe. They're abandoned by everyone. And the challenges for these two old women to survive. And so it's about perseverance, companionship, courage, but has a hopeful ending, and it's, you know, you start out with the aches and pains, and you think, okay, if you're a senior citizen, and you start complaining, no, you can do it. You get up (laughs) and do something. I loved it. It's small. It was on the Well-Read Moms book list. I don't know if you ever heard of them, Well-Read Mom, Um, but um, my daughter had it, and it's tiny. It's small, and I picked it up. You can read it in a few, you know, 
just a few. It doesn't take very long to yeah. read it. Okay. It's great. Uh, that, you, you, I have not heard of it. So this is, <laughs> I'm always delighted uh, when I'm surprised. So, <laughs> yes. all right. Well, well thank you. Thank all you, right. Carol. Yeah. You're welcome. All and right. Have a great day. Let's go to Peter, who's calling, I think, from Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Peter, are you there? Uh, yes, I am, Al, and uh, good evening to you. And to you. Thank you. What can we do? Well, I happen to be down here in uh, in Brazil uh, doing some elder care, um, but my two my two books are, uh, I'm just going to say, are, are like a one-a-day vitamin. Okay. Um, so anyone who's been to Rio down here knows of Christ the Redeemer statue, which towers over the entire city. Well, Peter, can you hold? Oh, we're at the top. Just name the book because we are just about out of time. I'm sorry. Not a problem. It's called Jesus Calling, and the second one is The Song of Ascent by Tom Holmes. All right, we'll mention those two. Jesus Calling. 